Hi, everyone, and welcome to the TSMU Q&A series. I'm your host, Sky, and I work in strategic partnerships at Twitch. And today, we are joined by an extremely special guest, Sydney Malheim, uh, graphic designer for The Guard. Uh, for this Q&A, we'll be pulling instructions from our TSMU Discord. So if you have any questions for Sydney, head over to our discord.gg slash TSMU and ask your questions in the Q&A questions section. While people get their questions in Sydney, why don't you let us know a bit about yourself and what you do at your role uh, as a graphic designer at The Guard? Yeah, sure. So my name is Sydney Malham. I'm currently a graphic designer for The Guard. Um, I actually started out as a self-taught graphic designer. I kind of got into design and esports at the same time, like middle school going into high school. And I quickly realized I am definitely not good enough to play as a professional player, but maybe I can design for these teams. Um, so I kind of just started making graphics for players that I liked and posting them on Twitter. And they didn't do very well at first because they were very bad and luckily not a lot of people saw them but eventually as i kind of started learning like photoshop and everything better um i started getting likes and retweets and the players started following me asking me for other stuff um, and i eventually got my first job um, for a team called splice i was a volunteer graphic designer um and then after like four months i ended up being like their first paid graphic designer so that was pretty cool um so i worked there for about two months and then did some freelance work on the side with during that as well um, worked for FlyQuest for a month doing like motion graphics and I did my only non-esports job during that time. I was an intern at Nashville SC, which is uh, the MLS club in Nashville, which is where I'm from. Um, and then I worked for the Washington Justice for two years. And then I worked, uh, I did the freelance with Blizzard while with the Washington Justice. And then I worked for TSM for about a year where like the first half was freelance and the second half was full time. Um, and now I work for the Guard. Uh, and I do, I mostly work on their Valorant team, but I also do LA Gorillas, which is like the Guard is like the main company under it is LA Gorillas, LA Gladiators, um, and COD and Overwatch. And I kind of just do a bunch of social stuff or anything that I kind of need for Valorant or, uh, for uh, COD. And all of the jobs, minus the second half of TSM and this one, were all part-time because I was in school doing college and doing uh, playing college soccer. So I couldn't do anything full-time until these ones. That's awesome. I mean, I feel like you've had like this plethora of experience. And on top of that, you know, you are a self-made graphics designer, something that you self-taught yourself. You know, getting into that thought process, what made you feel like, you know, outside of I'm not good at games, so I'm going to figure out something out. Um, <laughs> what made you figure out, like, I want to be a designer. This is something that I want to teach myself because it is quite a lot of a, you know, time consuming process for yourself. Yeah, totally. Um, honestly, it was a little on accident. I um, kind of got into like Minecraft and like Call of Duty at the same time. And my friend wanted to build a Minecraft server. And so we were building one and he was like, oh, we need like graphics for like you could post it on websites and be like, come to our server. And I was like, oh, I can figure that out pretty easily. And I did it. And I actually like really enjoyed doing it. Like it was, I, it was like creative problem solving basically, which is something I really like to do. Um, so I kind of just kept at it. And I think initially it was like, I want to be at esports and I can't play games. So I'm going to do this. But I think it, it did grow to like, okay, I really enjoy doing this. And like my brain like works the same way as kind of like to do design stuff. And I kept at it. Now we're getting some questions coming in. We have a stick uh, question from Stickbug. Um, Good name. When, <laughs> when getting into graphics, <laughs> Ooh, today I am having a little bit of the jitters because it's been a while since I've done this. But um, <laughs> you're good. You know, <laughs> thanks. Um, when getting into graphics design, what are the, some of the base materials you think you would recommend as an essential? You know, for example, it could be a drawing pad or Photoshop, any of those sorts. I don't think you need a lot. I mean, I think when it comes to like programs, Adobe is like the industry standard, like what most people will work on, but it's not necessarily like the only thing because I know Adobe like is expensive. Um, I know there's like a, GIMP is like a free alternative to Photoshop. I'm not 100% sure on a lot of free alternatives for other stuff, but they are out there. Like Blender is a, a fantastic free 3D program, but um, yeah, Adobe is pretty much the standard. Uh, I think there might still be, this is when I was using this, like when I was in like middle school, there's like a Photoshop, I was like a, sorry, there's a photography package that's just like Lightroom and Photoshop. It's a lot cheaper than like all the other options. So that's a good way to get you started. Also, like if you have a school, like a college email, you can get a discount, like a student discount with Adobe. So that might be a way to help. So I would say Adobe is probably a standard. Um, as far as anything else, I don't have a drawing pad. Like I had one when I, I was like a little bit ago, but my brain does not understand. Like it doesn't get the link between like drawing and like seeing it on the screen. 
I know some people find that easier to like cut stuff out, but I mostly just use a mouse. Um, people who design on trackpads are far better than I will ever be because that makes no sense to me. But I, so I highly recommend getting like an actual mouse. And then I have like a couple hard, like one terabyte hard drives because I like having all of my design stuff on like one hard drive in case I need to like switch PCs or something. But you really just need like the programs and like a mouse, you know, a computer, like honestly. That's great. I mean, I feel like it's, it's not simple, but it's like very accessible yeah. for you to get into. So it's not like you need all these 50 other programs, spend thousands of dollars. It's like you can exactly. keep it pretty simple, learn on your own. Um, and, you know, going back to your, your not, that thought, just talking about, you know, learning on your own and trying to figure it out. What are some of the steps for someone who does want to get into, they would want to get into graphic design, they don't know where to start? You know, what are, what are some tools or what are some tips that you can give them? Yeah, totally. Um, I was like fortunate where like I didn't need to learn immediately. Like I was just like doing it for fun when I first started. So I had like an infinite timeline to like learn stuff. Um, but basically what I did was I started in Photoshop and I knew what I wanted to do for that first like Minecraft thing. So I just like I Googled it. It was like, how do I make this thing? And like watched the video exactly and pretty much just copied it. Um, which like I don't recommend that you just copy stuff you find tutorials and posting it, but um, it is a good way to learn. Um, what I ended up like doing like later was like okay I would look up something really specific or I would just look up like cool Photoshop tutorials and I would watch the video and like copy it exactly and then I would try to do it without looking at the tutorial. Be like, okay, do I remember how to do this? And then I would try to come up with a project that like used like something that I learned in that video and like a different project without like copying exactly. So like. I know how to do it and then I know how to apply it. Cause that's like the two parts of design. It's like, do you know how to do it? And then can you make something that's like unique? So I think like learning how to do something is fine because you do need to learn how to use the programs, but like also applying it in a way that's like not exactly what you saw, but like in a different way. You know, those are some great tips. I hope everyone who's watching uh, took some notes down. Um, you know, we have another text question by EH2O, or is it zero? I don't know. Sometimes I think a zero is an O, a capital O. Sometimes it's actually a zero. I am so sorry if I got that wrong. <laughs> but were there any projects that you did for yourself? If yes, what were ways you would come up with with these ideas to keep up your creative drive? I am really bad at designing for myself. I feel like maybe some other people have that issue where it's like, I... I don't like, I don't know. I just like, whenever I design stuff for myself, I don't really like it, even though like it's good. And everyone's like, oh, it's cool. I'm like, no, I don't like it. Like I have a really hard time designing for myself. Like even like my Twitter headers right now, I will ask other people to do them. Like my current one is drawn by my, one of my friends named Sheen. And the ones before that, like I would get my friends to just like make me something in MS Paint. Cause I think it's funny to have like <laughs> bad headers as like a good graphic designer. But um, yeah, I don't really make a lot for myself. Um, it just like, since like going into college, I always had like projects that I needed to do, whether it's like school or for my like jobs and stuff like that. So I never like felt like I was like lacking and like having like creative thoughts. Um, but like as far as like keeping up creative drive, like doing projects that like you have an interest in, like even if they're not for yourself, like I would always like all my school projects, a lot of them I would do like esports stuff or I would do soccer stuff because I those I have interest in both of those. And especially like when you're learning programs, like doing projects where like you like the subject matter makes it a little bit easier to learn the program because when you are frustrated with the program you're like well at least I'm making something that I like um so that's kind of what I would do is like if I ever felt like I needed like extra practice or doing stuff like I would just like be like oh I like when I was doing blender I like star wars so I made a lightsaber my first project in blender was like making a lightsaber because it's essentially a cylinder that you just like expand in different ways um but yeah that's kind of what I do I haven't had to do it a lot lately I've been pretty busy but that's what I used to do no, and I think this applies to any job outside of even graphics design. Sometimes when you're learning things, the best way to learn is work in a place or do a project that is related to something that you enjoy. Because at the same time, like you're doing it, you're learning it, but you're also having fun and you're yeah. also passionate in that. So I definitely recommend that, you know, sitting hitting with the big advice so far. And we have a question from Shimi. Um, she's asking, what is something within graphics design that you wish you knew when you started? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I guess that, that it's it's okay if you don't 
immediately know what you want to do for a project. Like, I feel like, especially like you see on Twitter, like everyone's posting all these really cool things. So like, it makes it seem like they immediately maybe knew what they wanted to do, but most like, it's okay if you don't immediately know what you want to do. Like there's times in projects, like I made a Twitter header today that I did, had no idea what I wanted to do, but I just like put assets in Photoshop and then ended up making something. Cause I was just like, oh, this looks cool together and just kind of started going with it. So like, it's, it's okay. Like, and even if you don't know what you're going to do, like days after you get the project, when you have those projects that are like a month long, like three or four week type thing, like you don't immediately have to know, like there's a big part of design that's like asset gathering like looking at mood, like mood boards, like getting inspiration. Like it's cool. Like, and even if like you have a big project and you only know like 80% of it, that's fine too. Like just get started. Like you're going to get ideas during it and you're probably going to pivot anyways. So you don't need to know the answers immediately. Like, it's okay. Like, give yourself a break. Like, you're not, you don't have to have things like immediately as soon after you hear the project. And Ruhi has a question as well. Um, how did you manage your time effectively between freelancing and school? And what does your typical workflow look like when coming up with a new logo design? Interesting. Okay, I'm going to answer like the first part of that first but it's like managing like time and stuff um yeah that was difficult i mean i was in college playing college soccer and working part-time like, i didn't it was a lot of stuff kind of going on at the same time um and it was difficult i i, I look back on it and i'm like i have no idea how i did that because i feel like i have like not a ton of free time now and i was like i used to do like triple the work like the year prior and i don't really know how i did it sometimes but um honestly it's just like being proactive like i'm the kind of person who like i don't like procrastinating and i like hate being late so i'd always try to do stuff like ahead of time and it's like um especially if you're like in school and trying to work it's like setting like priorities of like okay i'm gonna do this now because like this weekend i really want to work on like this project for my work so i have to do this now instead of like waiting to do it um and i think it's just like i had a really set schedule of like okay in the morning i'm doing soccer and then i have these classes and then right after class i'm going to do my homework for those classes that i just got because at night I had to do a design. <laughs> like it was very like, I would have like a whiteboard and like structure everything out for the whole week. So that way, if I did get like last minute stuff, like I could do it because I already like done everything else. And like, I like made sure to like let the jobs I was doing part-time, like be aware, like, listen, I know I'm part-time, but my hours are probably going to be a little weird. Like I'm going to get all my hours, but they may be, I may be giving you something like 10 o'clock at night, just because like I, like I'm busy the whole day. I practice and I have back-to-back -back classes and I can't get to it till later. Um, so it's like setting the expectations with whoever, like whether it's part-time or freelance, um, and then just like being on top of your schedule, time management, um, being okay with maybe I'm not going to be as so like not going out as much like you do in college. Like in the fall, I really only saw people like practice and class because I was like so busy. We had games in the fall and like I, I didn't have any weekends, but in the spring, like we have, we have weekends off so I could go out a bit more. So you have to prioritize like what you want to do and like be okay with like, you can't do everything. So you're going to have to give some stuff up. Yeah. And I think that's important in terms of burnout as well is like managing your time and setting mm -hmm. up expectations for your employer or whatever you're doing to make sure that X, Y, Z can be done in a proper time. And then you have some time for yourself. So you're not overwhelmed and you're at this point where like I have burnout or I don't have, you know, the drive to do X, Y, Z. So it's I think it's really important. And what you pointed out is just like creating that schedule, whether it's in a whiteboard or, you know, in a, a notebook. I mean, I do that myself to like get everything out. So I know like, OK, this is what my calendar looks like. At least I know like what I need to do, what the steps are going to be like and how I can get everything done. Um, so definitely, definitely important in terms of that. And, you know, even the second question, I definitely want to get your thoughts and like, you know, process of like, how do you create a logo? Like, what is the workflow looking like when it comes to ideating that? I yeah, I, I probably forgot about the second part. Sorry about that. But um, I. They're not very good at logos. <laughs> I don't really do logos often. I don't know why. Like logos is just not something that like I don't understand how people who do design logos like more power to you because you're really good at design. I can't do those, but I can speak to like the process of like how to design like something in general. So hopefully that's like good enough. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean it's my like there's I guess it depends on what it is, but like for most like if you're doing like one of those bigger projects like the first part of it is just like as like asset gathering information gathering so like what assets like absolutely have to be in it like are you talk we're talking like logos maybe there's like 3d stuff or maybe there's like stuff that they've already like the brand's already created that they want you to use or like textures and stuff like that 
And then it's like, okay, how can I take this stuff and like make something different? So it's a lot of like information of like looking at like mood boards and looking at what people have done in the past, like A, to get inspiration from it, but B, also so you don't copy it. And then um, being like, okay, I want to do these things. Can I actually do these things? Do I know how to do these things? And if not, like figuring out if there's like ways, like you can look up tutorials and stuff like that. So like the first part, like those big projects, like figuring out like, what is it that I'm doing and can I do it? And then the second part is like, okay, now that I've like kind of figured laid out everything that I want to do and what like things I need to make, um, it was like you just start making stuff. So I generally, I start with like assets, like making sure that I have all the assets that I need to make the project. So sometimes like if it's not like, if it's like right now I'm working on a really big 3D project. So I have to like make all my own assets, but like sometimes you already have all the assets so you can like skip that stuff. But it's just like, okay, do I have all the assets that I need? And then it's like placing all those assets in one thing and, and trying to get a better idea of layout. I'm really bad about not sketching layouts. I think if you're a better designer, you should probably sketch layouts. I just like throw everything on in Photoshop or After Effects and just like move stuff around so it looks good. But I think you should probably do a bit more sketching. I always got in trouble with that in college. But um, yeah, sketching is great. I just don't do it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, you kind of just like, like sketch and get the layouts and, and hopefully, you know, if you need to animate it, then you animate it. I always do Photoshop to After Effects, but some people just go like straight to After Effects. But information making sure you have everything and then like designing it you know and even talking about you know getting that information you're working with vendors you're working with your employer yeah. in terms of getting that design you know in our previous lives when we were both working at tsm that was kind of like a process that you worked with on the partnerships team of just figuring out like what the design looks like what the client is looking for you know mm -hmm. for you when it comes to working with different employers and like working with different like teams what kind of recommendations that you could give to somebody or tips and tricks um on working uh, cross-functionally with you know someone internally um i mean the main thing is communication like is like communicating as far as like what i am delivering to you and how long that's going to take and it's also like okay what does the client want and I'm like am i straying too far from that um and so like communication is absolutely key because like i mean like sometimes like you're gonna ask something and like the client doesn't realize that they don't like it till they see it so that's another thing it's like okay you gotta be patient with these people because like sometimes you're like oh i want like this this and this and you do it and they're like Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that looks bad. Let's start over. And you're like, okay. Um, but so you have to be really patient and just be communicative and like understand like you have to be able to take feedback. Like I said, they're going to, they may ask you just to start completely over sometimes. And like, that's okay. Like not everything you make is going to be like the best thing ever. And maybe it is the best thing ever and they still don't want it. And that's okay too. Like you have to be able to be like, okay, like I, you know, this is not what they wanted. And even though it looks good, it's not what they wanted. So you know be flexible communicate uh, make sure everyone's on the same page and generally like you'll be able to work together yeah those are some great points and ruhi also has another question um when winding down from work what are your favorite activities and or games i know you mentioned uh earlier on soccer was a thing you know could you touch more uh, touch base on that a little bit more yeah um so yeah i used to play soccer a lot i definitely play a lot less now i usually play like once a week um with, uh, with some people like other people in esports and stuff um but i also like still work out a lot um i just got into snowboarding which is i've ate shit a lot doing that so be careful if you're also just getting into snowboarding um but yeah i mean obviously i'm esports so i play video games um i have a ps4 and oh it's over here um and i have like play computer or play games on my computer um, I am a console gamer at heart, but I've been trying to play some, some PC games. Um, and yeah, like I, you know, I live by a bike path and I'll just like go take a walk and stuff. I think it's really important to have like hobbies as like a designer. Like if you're constantly thinking about what you're doing, you're going to get like a lot of like blockages and trying to figure out what you want to do. So like having that outlet of like being able to just like go outside for a little bit or like not even think about what you're doing for like an hour or so is I think really helpful. But yeah, that's kind of the stuff I do. Oh, that's awesome. You mentioned snowboarding. Where did you snowboard? Uh, where or when? Where? Uh, I've only gone to Snow Summit. Like here, it's like a couple hours in a direction. I haven't lived in LA long enough. Oh, well, I guess it's east. But um, I've only gone there, but I've been told I need to go to Mammoth. So I may check that out. Yeah, Mammoth is awesome. Definitely recommend going out there. Okay. Um, so we have more additional questions coming in. Uh, King Toro has a question for you. How do you practice your craft? And what are some of the things that people consider at, don't consider at first, but is absolutely key to success once you know? Okay. Um, for the first one, I haven't 
had to practice in a while, which sounds bad because I feel like when you're like doing like a thing at your job, like you should practice. It's kind of like a sport, right? But I I haven't had to. I've had like so much stuff like constantly coming in, especially in college when I was I had like three or four projects a semester and per class, which sometimes I'd have two design classes, so that's even more projects. And then plus like I'm working part time and sometimes doing freelance, so I was like I already had plenty of stuff that I like had to do as like work. Um, but before I had jobs, like I I think I mentioned it a bit earlier, like I would just like make stuff for players i like like twitter banners um and i mean i think there's like so many more options now like you could do match day graphics for teams like whether it's esports or not or just like wallpapers and stuff like that but i like like i said like i think practicing is always fun when you do stuff for teams you like like or like I, I not just teams but just like subject matters you like like i said i did stuff like star wars and i've done stuff for like marvel for fun um but it is always good to like maybe do something like you're not comfortable with as well to like practice because that's the whole point of practicing so like my last couple semesters of college i would do i made like a couple of different maps because i like almost never made maps and i was like okay well i should probably instead of like doing something on esports and like soccer that i always do i should probably like try to push myself a bit more because i'm already getting a lot of esports work with my job so i started like make doing stuff that like i didn't normally do to kind of like help me with like stuff i maybe wasn't as comfortable doing um and then things that people don't consider at first i'm gonna assume a key to success in like graphic design not in life because i don't know if i can answer the life one but i can um graphic design um i think it's like um when you see like a lot like i don't post a lot on twitter but there are some like designers who do post a lot on twitter and it's like well those are like some really sick graphics like i guarantee that i mean it's possible but i feel like most people don't work on stuff alone and while they may be the ones who are like physically the one making it and doing everything in whatever program like they're showing people to drafts like they're getting feedback from people and design would not be the same if it was not like got had not gotten feedback from a bunch of other people so don't feel like you have to do everything on your own and don't feel like you can't show anybody your design because it's like cheating or something like they're helping you it's just not it's just not true i mean i my the graphics i did for oh, what year was it 2020 yeah 2020 for the washington justice like the first draft I did in the final, they look like layout wise, it's like it's like a couple logos and something in the center. It looks completely different and they would not have looked as good as the first draft. When you look at it, it looks terrible next to the final one, but it wouldn't have got there if I hadn't shown my other designer like every single one of my drafts. And like, yeah, she didn't she wasn't in Blender or After Effects, like changing anything. But she was like, hey, maybe let's like shift the colors. Or, hey, let's make it dark. Like she was just giving suggestions that ultimately made it 10 times better than it was. So don't be afraid, like you should be showing people your work, even if they're not creatives, even if it's just like other like editors or like other producers, like it doesn't have to be like just designers, like showing people in the place that you work with your stuff. Be careful with sharing stuff, people not in your voice of work. I don't want to get anybody in trouble with NDAs, but um, showing people who you work with, your showing people who you work with, your work, yep, um, is highly beneficial because it, it, it'll help you like, it, your designs are going to be much better for it because you can't just stare at one thing the whole day. You need to show other people. So design is a collaborative effort even though it may sometimes seem like you're the only one actually like doing the stuff that makes total sense i think everyone would have to say like you are your worst critic and so looking mm -hmm. at your own work you can be like this looks like absolute yeah crap, and feel completely bad about it you know even <laughs> I, i'd like to just get your thought about this especially you know people who are trying to break into the industry or break, break into gaming right it is difficult to you know get eyes on you know, your projects and stuff, like what would be the best way uh, to network, you know, you know, get your work out there for people to appreciate in general and, you know, get some eyes from potentially future employers. Yeah. Um, I, 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 when I think about this, like, I feel like sometimes I got like lucky with the people I met, which I know is not true because I do, I do remember like networking and stuff, but it does feel like that now because like a lot of people that I show stuff to are like my friends. It doesn't feel like I was like just trying to network with them. But I mean, obviously at first, like post your stuff on Twitter. I mean, and I know Twitter can be harsh sometimes or put like, up on your portfolio or wherever it may be. Like Instagram is fine too, but like post it. I know sometimes it can be harsh, but like some people like really do like giving feedback and like can actually be very helpful. And also like you may meet people like be like, oh, that's cool. And they'll like follow you and you can follow them back and you can start a conversation. And eventually these people can be your friends and you can start showing them your work. So it is hard when you're like first breaking in because especially for like my stuff was really bad at first. And I, I don't like, like I'm not shocked that like no one was like, wow, let me help this person. Cause it's not like as simple as that, but you know, trying to like 
post your stuff, get people to look at it and just posting it as many places as you can. I've seen people post stuff on like Reddit all the time too. And usually depends on the subreddit. Let me mind you, but I do follow a couple of graphic design ones and people are actually like super helpful in those. So just be open to feedback. No one's attacking you. Like they're just trying to help you. Um, also like you commenting on other people's stuff being like, oh, how'd you do that? Like how a guy like that looks cool. Like, can you explain how you did that? Or like just telling people, hey, it looks really cool. Like you'd be shocked at the amount of like friends that you'll make, like just for like stuff like that. And there's like plenty of people that I mutually follow and I've like never talked to. And then like I'll DM them being like, oh, this graphic was like sick. And then we just like start talking about other stuff. Um, so yeah, just don't be afraid to reach out. Like there are very few people who are going to like get angry at you for like tell you telling them how like great their graphics are or anything like that. For sure. I think in general, it's never be afraid to reach out. I think no one is going to necessarily bite. The worst that could happen is a no <laughs> response, but right. it doesn't hurt. You know, if you have somebody that you appreciate or someone that you think does an amazing job and you want feedback, like go ahead, send that out. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, like. You can make a friend or two on top of that. Um, so going back to the questions, uh, Ferris actually has a question for you. Um, what's the best way to market yourself in the freelancing business while trying to work full time and in doing an internship slash college while, without having to drain yourself uh, of lost creative energy? Oh, that's, a good, that's a long, good question. Um, um, it's, yeah, I didn't really ever market myself as a freelancer and it sounds terrible but like all the freelance I didn't do a lot of freelance because I was so busy and a lot of the freelance I got was just like people specifically recommending me and then people coming directly to me being like who made this thing and the person be like oh this person did and like I would usually do like a lot of like one-off like just for that one time as like freelance um but as far as like marketing yourself to get like part-time jobs or like you know freelance like I think um the best thing you can do is just keep your portfolio up to date um, like my portfolio is not a good example of like the perfect portfolio because like everything that I have on there was like, I would finish it. And if I liked it enough, I would put it in my portfolio. And it was literally just me taking what I made and immediately posting it like on my portfolio. I think the, um, so, I mean, you can model mine, but it's not the greatest. Um, I think when you can like explain your processes and like really like show like why you did things. Um, here, I actually have an example of one. I'll show you if I can post it in the chat. It's um, this person came to um, the portfolio review, which this is a, an ad to come to our portfolio reviews in TSMU. Um, let me, I'm going to give it to you, Alec, and you can post it in the chat. Um, but that, uh, their name is Cozy. They have a really good portfolio and like really um, did a good job of like laying out everything. And like that is like gold standard portfolio. So if you have the time, and like can make your portfolio like absolutely amazing instead of just like posting like immediately what you have onto the portfolio like by all means do that and i think it goes back like also like post stuff on twitter like I, you'd be surprised about people who would just like like and retweet stuff because it looks cool and if you do really good freelance stuff like you're gonna start getting followers and getting more like stuff and you're gonna be able to get like more uh stuff or more uh jobs but i can't speak too much to freelance because mine were all just like kind of on accident but i was like yeah sure let's do it um but yeah i mean it's for part-time stuff just like doing you don't necessarily have to design for the team that you want to work for i think that's good whether it's like you coming up with something new or like showing you can work with their brand but like ultimately people want to that people want to see like your variety and stuff you're doing so trying to do as much as possible like still 2d 3d like showing your diversity and stuff i think is also um really helpful and then what was the second part of that question sorry <laughs> the second question was how do you like market yourself without like burnout just knowing oh, that it's a lot to yeah. juggle whether it's college internships all those sorts yeah yeah i mean it's definitely hard when you're like trying to create so much stuff to like so people can see you but then it's like you created too much stuff that you're like i don't want to do this anymore um so i think um it's having that good balance i think that is where like me playing soccer in college well one of the many benefits of me playing soccer in college was like there was times where like i could not be thinking about design not just like i couldn't like i was in the, i was playing a game i can't just like zone out in the middle of a game um and so like i had time where there was like hours where i was like wasn't thinking about design or even a couple of days if we traveled um so like coming back like fresh after taking a break basically like was actually super nice because it's like okay maybe i have all these ideas for designs i want to do or ideas for designs like that i've already worked on and like want to change um, so I do think like taking breaks and is like, a, and having like outlets, like we talked about having like hobbies is a really good thing because 
Like you can't just be staring at stuff you're doing all day. And I know it feels like you have to be creating stuff like every single day to like be able to make it, but it's just not true. Like you would, I'd rather like see like one like really fleshed out, really good project than a bunch of really small, like mediocre projects. Um, so it's okay. Like you don't need to be this like insane designer coming out of college. Like that's part of college is to build your portfolio so that you can build it even more um, when you're out of college. So um, understand like, yeah, there is a balance of like, okay, making cool stuff, but you don't need to do stuff every single day. Like take breaks, especially when you're in college, like you've got classes and stuff going on too. Like you don't need to be working like 24 seven. So I know it feels like you have to be, but you can create some like pretty good, pro like really good projects, like a full project and have that on your portfolio, even if it's just like one or two, like people seeing that is, is much more beneficial than just seeing like a bunch of really small projects. Yeah, I think definitely important in terms of like making time for yourself. It's so, so important. You know, I remember like starting out in esports and I was going to college at the same time. And I was like, I got to do this. Like I got to like work from like nine and all yep. the way to like 10. And then at that point, you're just like, why am I still doing this? You know, it's yeah. not, you end up finding that burnout and it, it ends up hurting you more than it being beneficial. So 100%. take your time, take your time and yes. don't, don't, don't rush into things because you'll yeah. get there eventually. Um, so we have a question from Juan. Um, they're asking, how was the transition from university into esports? Hmm. I think I'm in like a weird spot where it was like, I, was in esports throughout university <laughs> like i like was already kind of doing it a bit like in university but i will say as like someone who like i actually started out as an engineer in college and then switched to graphic design um seeing how like they do things in like design school and then like how i would do stuff in esports it's definitely different um not necessarily bad i definitely learned a lot in college um and i'm glad that i end up go i went um but like it's just like it's different because like you have a lot of time to work on projects in college like you're all you're doing is like these big projects and you have like you know three to four weeks to work on it and you're at least for me it was like turning them into in in stages which i think is helpful for like the process you do normally but it's like you got a lot of feedback from like all your classmates and your teachers and like honest like most of my teachers were like kind of cool with if like the final version was like 90 percent because usually our final was updating all of our projects to make them better if we wanted to <laughs> and so like it was like weird like you had all this wiggle room like it was okay if you kind of well it depends but it was generally okay if you didn't fully meet deadlines and it was like a bit more loose and then you get to like full-time jobs and it's like you're working on a bunch of small projects and also a couple of big projects and you have to figure out how to like manage like your time um so it can be a, a bit of whiplash but i would just say like when you're in university treat all your projects as if like a job like you'll get fired if you don't turn in stuff on time and that's with like all of your projects not just like in design stuff that's in like um like all of your like, other classes that you have to take because like imagine like the other for your other non-design classes those are like your little projects and then like the bigger design ones are your bigger projects you have to work on like the whole point is being able to do multitask right and be able to work on a bunch of different projects at once i think that's like the main thing that like i could see being an issue is like the pace of college can sometimes be a bit slower than what is expected in esports, and because like esports, I feel like it's always like fast paced just in general. Um, but I mean, yeah, I was it was weird. Like I kind of worked all throughout college, so the transition was actually like a lot easier for me because I went from doing three things like, like part time work, school, and soccer to just doing work. And to me, that felt like nothing. Like I remember in July, like the summer, I felt like I had so much free time, and I was like, what do people do with all this time? Like, I feel like I'm just like sitting around, like doing nothing. I've learned to very much appreciate that time as I've been working full time a bit longer. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely an interesting transition. Um, just be prepared to like, I would start this, like, I like being overprepared. So maybe like, you know, expect the worst and realize, okay, it's not actually that bad. <laughs> For sure. Um, <clears throat> Red has a question and a very nice comment. He says, or she says hey sydney big fan since your time on justice i really want to do motion graphics like you but i come from a more video background and my design skills aren't as strong do you think i could still learn how to do good motion graphics or should i start by building basic non-moving design skill sets at first i do know red i they're uh, they like like almost all my stuff on twitter so thank you very much um because you're like the only one who does um but <laughs> um yeah i think yes you can be a video editor and be good at motion graphics they're not like mutually exclusive i think 
being a good video editor also means that you're also good at motion graphics. So I think the two actually go hand in hand. Um, if the struggle is like not, it, they don't like you know how to do the motion graphics, but like they just don't look good, then yes, I think like, you need to take a step back and be like, okay, how can I make 2D things look good and then move them? Because ultimately, that's what motion graphics is, is making cool 2D things and then moving them. Um, so, I mean, I think like for me, like the transition from Photoshop to After Effects is definitely easier because you're learning how to make it look good. And then After Effects is like, okay, how can we make these look things that look good or look even better by moving them? Um, so yeah, I mean, I think going, taking a step back and being like, okay, can I make cool flat designs and then animate them is like the perfect way to do it. Um, that's how I design a lot of stuff in After Effects too, is like, cause I can mess around in Photoshop easier cause I just know that program better. So like I'll design it like a, a basic layout and on Photoshop first and then just like bring it into After Effects and then start adding more details. So yeah, I think you're on the right track, which is, I think you should just do start with Photoshop, see if you can make it look good, and then moving it just adds like that extra element. And then you'll be able to do that without going to Photoshop and just doing it straight in After Effects. Awesome advice. Um, Bad Emperor asks, if you want to succeed in the esports industry as a graphic designer, do you think a college degree is required? There's been a lot of conversations with this topic and would love to hear your insight. Yes, that is, might be one of the like, I don't get a lot of questions, but that is a question I get a lot. It's like, do you actually need to go to college? Um, I, I don't think it's, I mean, I think it just, it depends, right? Like for me, um, I was playing soccer and I wanted to play soccer in college. So like school was like that, like I needed to go to school to be able to play soccer in college. Um, and like I said, I started out as an engineer. I didn't realize that I wanted to do design until after a semester and I was bored as heck as an engineer. Um, and I switched to design, but um, even if and I with soccer, I got a soccer scholarship and I was also pretty good in school. So I had an academic scholarship. So like I could afford to go to college. And even if I couldn't, my parents are both geniuses and could have paid for my college because they're both extremely successful. So like I had the means to go to college and I learned a lot in college. And I think maybe the first two years weren't as informative because it was learning programs and I already knew all the programs. But the last two years, like I'm a I'm a better designer because I went. I had some extremely great teachers and I kind of saw it from a different perspective and as someone who's self-taught like understanding why what i'm doing looks good is like another level as well and like being able to i learned a lot about like critiquing designs and my own designs as well to make them better that being said i have some really good friends who either dropped out of college or didn't attend college or attended college for a different degree like my creative director at the guard is a lawyer um and he's our creative director um and who are fantastic designers and they didn't they didn't need college to be fantastic designers and they work in esports and they work for some really good teams um so i think it like it comes i recommend it if you can for if you can go to college and you can find a good college i think it is very helpful but it's not the only way to become a graphic designer in esports and you can still be successful without getting a degree um for me i had a good experience but maybe other schools like not as much but um, is I think ultimately it comes down to your portfolio and it comes down to who you are as a person and how you communicate and stuff like that. So it's cool. If you can't, if you if college, sometimes school just like isn't people's things. I know a lot nowadays it's literally just like memorization and it's like kind of frustrating for some people whose like brains don't work that way. But if you, I mean, I was, I kind of like school and I wanted to play soccer. So I went to college, but um, if you can't do it, that's fine. It, you, it, if your portfolio is good enough, you will get hired doesn't matter if they say that you requires a degree. If it's good enough, they'll hire you. Awesome advice there. And Plastic Pizza asks, is it important to pair 2D graphic skills like Photoshop with 3D skills like Blender? How important is it for finding a job? I think like the more skills that you have as far as like being a designer, like obviously the better. Um, it's not like you, it's not saying like, if you only know 2D, 2D, you can't be a, a successful designer. Cause that's just not true. You can, um, like for me, it was more like when I was like in high school and going into college, like, even though I had jobs, I was looking at like every like job posting that had like a full-time designer. I was looking at the requirements and being like, is this a job I want to do? And if so, like, what were their, what are the requirements and what are like the pluses that it says like, that would like really get you a first round interview. And a lot of it was like, you know, basic in Photoshop and like all that normal stuff. And then like almost all the pluses would be like motion as a plus and 3D as a plus. Um, and at that point, like I already kind of knew motion. So I dug deeper into it. And then I started just like learning 3D because it was like even just having like a little bit of an experience um, in 3D is like a big help. Because it's like, okay, well, even if you like literally only know how to get 3D logos in Blender, 
that's more than what somebody else knows how to do. And it's easier to do it in Blender than it is to make it in Photoshop. Or like like today I needed some like exploding rocks and all the images on Google were really bad. So I just like went into Blender and like made one really quick. And you can make it like really quick. And it's like, great, I have my own image and I can rotate it around like however I want. Um, so I think like if you have the time and you have like, and you can, you know, Blender's free. So like, don't you have to pay for it? Like, yes, you should definitely look into like learning Blender. Cause I think it does pair really well with not only 2D, but as well as like After Effects and like motion stuff as well. Um, but it's not like you, you can still get hired and like not know 3D, but it's just like another thing to have. So when people look at your resume and you're applying to stuff, you're already like easy first round interview because you have all of the requirements and you have some other pluses. So it's just, a, I think it's just a good thing to have and like knowing other programs as well is like always good and being able to adapt and to learn to like, and learn like stuff like on the fly is also like super helpful, but it's not necessary. I just think it's a nice thing to know. I know you mentioned like Photoshop and Blender and all these like uh, applications that you can use to create different types of graphics or motion graphics. Do you have any recommendations for people who haven't figured out anything outside of that, like something that they could try to learn? Um, I think any insight on, you know, new platforms and new applications would be so helpful for someone who is trying to learn something new. You know, if it's has, if they haven't used Photoshop for the first time, this is mm -hmm. something that they could get into. If they haven't used Blender for the first time, this is something that they could get into. Yeah. I think as far as like, if you're trying to like learn all the programs, like learning on like Photoshop, I guess you, like I, for me, I learned on Photoshop. I think that's like the best one because Photoshop can transfer to a lot of different programs. Like the layout in Photoshop is pretty similar to like InDesign and Illustrator. So like you could do this on any, like I think those three, if you learn on Illustrator and Design or Photoshop first, like those are like, you can kind of learn other programs for it. Um, I kind of did this on accident where like in Photoshop, you can, there is an animation feature. There's two animation features. One is like, it kind of looks like stop motion. Like it's a frame per thing. And then there's one that's like more like a timeline and it's, it looks like After Effects, but like it only has like four elements. It's like position, opacity, rotation, and something else. It's like it was only like, three or four of them. But I, I didn't realize that After Effects was a thing when I was first learning. I was like, how are people making all this stuff in Photoshop timeline? That's crazy. Um, but it did help me understand keyframes and how animation works on a much smaller scale. Because when you open up After Effects, it's like kind of intimidating at first because there's so many keyframes. Like if you open up a layer, there's like so much stuff you can animate. And so like I kind of accidentally like made it easier for me to learn After Effects and understand how keyframes work because I kind of like messed with it in Photoshop a bit and then realized, oh, there's just like a program that's specialized to this. I should probably do that. Um, so that if you're like trying to get into After Effects and want something like a little less daunting, you can kind of explore like the timeline feature in Photoshop. Um, apparently, and I learned this in college, you can animate InDesign. I do not recommend it um, unless you're trying to make like one of those like weird, really bad pop-up ads on like websites and stuff, but it is possible. I don't recommend it, but it is possible. Um, but so I would definitely stick to like the Photoshop to After Effects pipeline, but by all means do whatever you want. Um, when it comes to Blender, I think knowing, um, it's kind of like a, it, it really isn't, but it is kind of like a mix of like Photoshop and After Effects, because you have a timeline feature, then you also have like bla uh, layers and stuff. By no means is it exactly the same. It's just those two features. But if you're learning Blender, like the best thing to do is like literally like have, if you have two monitors, great. If not, like split your screen and have a, a tutorial up and have Blender up because it just learning how to like maneuver in Blender is like a whole video in itself. <laughs> um, so I understand like it's not going to be easy. Like the pipeline from like Photoshop to After Effects is like eh, but like going from like that to like 3D is definitely a lot harder. So be patient. Like I still scream at Blender every day. I screamed at it the other day. Like you're, it's not like an easy thing to learn. And there's so many parts to Blender. There's like nodes is like a whole nother subset of Blender. It's a whole thing. Um, so just don't get discouraged and like understand like it's going to take time. But, you know, just start watching tutorials. Don't feel like you have to learn it instantly and just like have fun. Minty asks, what are some things do you like to do whenever you're in a creative stop? Um, I mean, I think there's like, like, sometimes it's like, okay, I'm just going to work on a different project. Like I had to do that today where I was like working on something and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing with this. I'm going to work on something else because this isn't to do for a while. So I'm going to do this thing that's due today and I know that I can do. So like, it makes me feel a bit better. Like, Hey, I can design. I do know what I'm doing. I just need to, <laughs> I need a break. But sometimes it is like, I'm going to get up from my computer for like five minutes or like, I'm going to go for a walk. I mean, I guess it depends on who you work for, but like go on your lunch break, take a walk or something. 
Like, get away from your computer. Do something else. And I think I mentioned this earlier, like, it's, unless, I, there's not a lot of stuff that's, like, you need to do the next day. And even if it is due the next day, like, it's mostly stuff that, like, you already have, like, a developed style for. And so, like, you should be able to just use elements from, like, your previous style and, like, just kind of rearrange the format. So a lot of the times, like, you get creative stuff when it's on those big projects. So it goes back to, like, you don't have to know immediately. Like, work on something else. Work on another project. Like, get your confidence up. Or literally just do, like, anything else. Like, don't design. Play a game. Like, go outside. Like, uh, you know, run around. I, I don't know. Do, do something else. Do not think about design. Watch TV. Like, I don't know. Just, like, don't think about design. Because you'll be shocked. Like, if you just stop thinking about it, you'll be like, oh, I can do x y and z i can do this i can do this and you have like so many more ideas so just just walk away just go get away from that project <laughs> that sounds good um <clears throat> spirit asks do you typically experience creative burnout often and if so how do you avoid uh how do you wow i cannot english today oh my gosh if so do you how do you deal with it and or attempt to avoid it <laughs> um I I had it a bit when I was like um like my junior year of college just because like I was doing so much and I was like exhausted no, I was like mentally exhausted from like playing soccer and like exhausted like from doing all my projects for like school and for work but like I said like I was fortunate enough like there was times where like I legitimately could not think about design and not just for like a couple hours like when we would travel like there was days where like I would get stuff done in advance so, like I wouldn't have to do it so there'd be days where I just like wouldn't be thinking about design. I think I was fortunate in that part where it was like, it was a, like based on my schedule, like it was sometimes hard to get burnt out because like I was not doing it for several days. Um, but, you know, I think it's, like I talked about it in the last like question, but it's just like, you don't have to be designing 24 seven. Like the more hobbies and like other things that you can do, the better. And I think it's as simple as just like, I'm going to work on something else or I'm, you know, I sometimes what I do is like, I'll just like, if I like doing something in design, especially like Photoshop, if I'm not liking where it's going, I will literally just I'll group the layers and I'll turn them off and I'll start completely over. Like I don't even want to look at what I did in the past. I'm not trying to adjust what I did in the past. I'm going to start completely over and just like have a new fresh look. And then I'll look at both of them and be like, okay, I can take elements from this one and kind of add it to this one or I can like kind of combine them. Or maybe like, hey, this new one is like 10 times better than the old one I did. So I'm just going to delete that. But I always just keep it just in case. But yeah, I think it's just, you know, trying to not be so focused on what you're doing and just like, it's okay to take breaks you know it's it's all right you, you, you need to take breaks as a creative like it's 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 not a good thing to keep like working 24 7 i think with anything yes 100 percent. literally i feel like it's so important I, and i feel like this has been like a huge topic in this conversation is just breaks it's breaks. normal and it's totally take a break okay. yeah. take a break like even I, I mean, even for myself, like there's times where I'm like, I need to go like get up and like walk my dog or something yeah. because it's okay right. to have that nice creative refresh because sometimes mm -hmm. you're at a, you get stuck in a rut and you're like, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm trying as hard as I can and I still <laughs> am not getting to like my goals. So 100%, you know, like Sydney said, it's important to take breaks. Please take your breaks. Yeah. And the more that you're like thinking about it, like I can't, I'm terrible. I, I can't do anything. Like the worst it's going to get. Just like do something else. Like I completely forget about what you're doing. Have amnesia for like an hour or so and you'll be good. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I used to feel guilty about that too. I'm like, oh my yeah. God, I'm not working enough. And it's yeah. just like this point where you're like you're conditioning yourself to just like constantly grind it's an extremely unhealthy lifestyle mm -hmm. and work life so please take your breaks peeps all right so break. we have additional questions we have sheen sheen is asking how important is it for your portfolio to be diverse what is the golden ratio of fire 3d models skins, banners, professional presentations, and sick memes. <laughs> yes. Hello, Sheen. This is who made my fantastic uh, Twitter banner. Um, amazing artist and uh, person. Um, anyways, um, I think I think having a, the, as most of a diverse portfolio as you can, like the better, because like people want to see like, hey, you can work in different mediums and stuff like that. But I mean, don't feel like you have to. And if yours isn't there right now, don't feel like, oh my God, like I need to put as much as possible in my portfolio. Um, like like i remember like my first it might be my only 3d project is literally just something i did for fun which is like me animating like the valorant models and it's like super easy to do like you just like take the game models and like put them in a blender and i was like yeah i know how to do this 
but it's like simple but like in my interview with the guard like he was like oh yeah i saw your project um just like for fun with the valorant characters and like that is like exactly what we're needing right now and it's like i didn't even like i just put it up there for fun because i thought it looked cool and i was like planning to add to it which i haven't in a while maybe i'll do that soon but um you know you don't realize like even the stuff you're doing for fun like could have a huge impact on when you're getting hired so maybe it's like not that good just put that in the thing like hey this is like i'm just practicing and i just want to put it out there like it doesn't have to be like perfect all the time um but yeah i think you know having some sick memes in your portfolio is always good uh um it just depends on what you're doing but um yeah i mean the more diverse the better i think because it just shows all your skills you don't want to just have like the same thing over and over again i mean if that's your thing if you're just like killing it with thumbnails by all means but like maybe you have like some thumbnails where you have the 3d models and like some thumbnails like with like pictures and like even then you can like diversify it a bit so the more the merrier i mean people just want to see like all the stuff that you can do for sure. Awesome question. Thank you, Sheen. Jimmy has a question. Uh, what graphics trends do you see being more common in the next year or two? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I remember when I first started, like I, I hit like right the transition from like people doing only still stuff to like starting to do motion, which is like kind of why I started doing motion graphics. Um, I have seen like a bit of like more 3D. I think maybe it has to do with Valorant, which is like so ex it's so easy, not easy, but it's easier to get those assets and be able to make stuff in 3D. Um, but I've seen like if you've seen like stuff that like Sentinels has been doing, which is like these crazy like 3D scenes, whether it's motion or not. Like, they did that cool thing um, for Champions where they had all the banners and they were filling them in as like teams like joined. And, like that was I think that was like a bit of 2D and a bit of 3D, but like they do a lot of other cool 3D stuff like their logo and stuff like that. So I think 3D is going to be a lot bigger. Um, I think um, I use the different like where like not like the main focus but instead of using player like player pictures and it's the the classic esports pose where they're just like cross-armed i think we're definitely moving away from that where it's like it may not even be like photos of the people it could be like the valor like valorant it's like the models and like even like ascend um or maybe it was like a fan project that i saw but i don't remember but something with ascend was using like they're just using like the um vandal and like the phantom just using like the the knife and like just using like iconic things from the game as like the main imagery and which I think is like really cool of like, it doesn't have to just be the esports pose <laughs> or it's like pictures where they're like more fun. So I think people are gonna start getting more creative with what like they're putting in graphics and also like what like what you have to be posting for games. Like I feel like the standard is like hype, now live, uh, halftime maybe and like final. It's like, okay, how can that be changed to be something different? Like how can we do something like Sentinels did where it's like you're hyping up champions for like, like a month and a half or so just with that graphic of filling in the team logos so yeah i think especially for like marketing purposes we should be stepping away from esport poses the, the you don't stoic, like the the the, the arm we have, the, we have, the, we side. have the side side to side yeah. sometimes the point yeah oh this one wait here's my camera oh, there it is yeah <laughs> or the, the thumbs up behind the oh chair. yeah the, there's the there's like some the, of the good poses the oh Valorant, my God. like hype videos make me laugh so hard i mean they did a bit different stuff where they would like grab the camera and stuff but there was some stuff where they're just like and it's like okay <laughs> come on like it's the or just the stare down but it's okay i think i think maybe we're getting a bit we're trying but it is hard sometimes because it's like Sometimes that's the only photo you have is them like this. And that's where I think it's cool when people get creative and it's like, okay, well, I'm going to use the Vandal as like the main thing. Like it's clearly the Vandal is valid. Like it's a, it's a pretty iconic thing. And same with like jet knives or like something like that. So. Yeah. Would you say like, you know, five years ago versus to now, like graphics design has completely changed and improved by a lot or have you, do you feel like it's I don't still know if I'm an expert because five years ago, me design was not not it but um it's definitely different like so much i feel like when i first started like everything was like still and it's like those it was like the big like um especially in, like old cod stuff it was like the big it was really bright and it was all the 3d thick text and it had like the the pictures of like the cod like snipers and like spinning and stuff and like explosions and it was very like um it was like trying to be 3d but it, like it wasn't it was like was weird like i don't know how to explain it Co old cod design is like it's a whole genre of design but it's like, if I ever design anything like that, everyone would be like, what are you doing? Like, what is this thing? Like, like if you're not in COD, you're like, what is this, is this person crazy? Like, what is she designing? Um, but I do feel like there's still like people, it's like weird. It's like it went from like 
um being like super complex and then like now it's like people are trying to go back to like being minimalistic like that's the new cool thing is like being minimal and like like you know everyone's like changing their logos now like we got meta and some other stuff but i think it's good to have a nice combo like you can have complex stuff with like super simple stuff but yeah it's definitely changing i think it's like we're gonna start everyone wants to go super minimalistic now which i think is sometimes a good thing like i okay i'm gonna say hot take here new mouse sports logo I think it's great. I don't know what people are saying that it's not good, but compared to the old logo and just in general, I think it's a really good logo. But like in that case, I think it's good that it's like going from like 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 complex to like simple. But I, I think sometimes we get a bit too simple. You're like, okay, well, let's put it a little more complex. We don't need just like just text on a graphic. Like maybe add a couple more things. For sure. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I don't. I feel like I'm gonna pronounce this in in improper that's not even english today is okay. like a day that sky can't talk but dalem asks are you working as a web designer as well and if so how often are you required to work i i was assuming like designing websites is that what web designer means or like working online <laughs> i'm assuming web designers designing websites yeah i I, <laughs> I took one class in college with that and it was like an intro to it um, I don't, I tried coding. I don't really like coding. Um, so I don't know anything about designing websites. I'm sure it's a very difficult process. Um, but the class was like, it's a lot of planning when it comes to website design. Cause it's not only like making it look nice. It's you're trying to get person from point A to point B in as few as clicks as possible. Um, but I don't really know a lot about web design, unfortunately. Shime has another question. Is there something that you wish other designers would do more or less in their portfolios? Um, I don't think there's a right or a wrong way. Actually, let me take it back because I just thought of something. When you're posting um, in your portfolio, I and I used to do this too, so it's like it's a common mistake. When you have, like, especially on like Behance, where it's like you have the like cover images for everything, don't make it the same cover image and change the text on all of them. Like it shouldn't be like the same background and like just being like Twitter headers and like twitch graphics you can look at my portfolio i literally have projects at the very bottom they're still like that i don't delete anything so see where i transition make the header image as unique as possible and as unique to the project as possible because like it makes people want to click on it like way more um like if I, I i have stuff that's like a giant washington logo or a giant tsn logo or it's like oh you can see like some valorant character like doing something like that's more clickable than being like graphics for t and just text and saying graphics for tsm or graphics for valorant um so make each of those things like that's a really small thing but like that it'll get you more clicks and it'll, people will like actually be interested in the projects they're clicking on instead of being like well what's in here okay that was weird um other than that i think like you know there's not a lot of stuff to design it's like just design like, everyone's different everyone has different processes and you know don't bully other people for doing stuff like just everyone's just trying to have a good time and design um, there's very few things that like, I think are like wrong to do and like design other than designing with a trackpad that is wrong. What do you mean? Trackpads are awesome. I don't know. <laughs> there's people at my college that, that and I was like, they're designing like really good stuff. I was like, how do you, like, I get pissed off using a trackpad just to like type a paper. I was like, how are you doing this to design like a full fledged project? It's insane. It's insane. It's a it's a different different type of person. Um, Sheen has one more question for you. Um, how do you amplify your design work if you don't have an existing community or network in the creative space? How do you get started on getting your work out in the world and on the eyes of people that might pay you for the work that you want to create? I know we mentioned a little bit about networking, but if you can dive in to Sheen's question a bit more, I'd love to hear that. Um posting make as like just make stuff and you don't have to like i said you don't have to be every single day but just make as much stuff as you can just posting it and getting it out there and like po specifically making stuff for like individuals i know like making stuff for teams is cool but like there it's very unlikely that teams are going to like retweet on their main page your graphics like it's just they're not going to do that but like making stuff for individuals like i started making stuff for call of duty players and once i got good enough i started they started retweeting it and they started following me back and asking me for other stuff and like paying me for it and then like when they retweet it other people would follow me and asked me for stuff as well and i kind of built a network like with like that's how i got my first job at splice was i literally messaged um i've been doing a lot of stuff for like um zuma and like um replays i guess it's, it's like 
Crowder now, but I literally messaged Zuma and was like, hey, do you know anybody on Splice? Like, I really want to work for them and they seem like a really cool brand and they may need like update on their graphics. Like, and he like literally reached out to um, the, his, the, like, the team manager at Splice who reached out to like somebody else and he reached out to somebody and like eventually I got like a, like a month later, got like an email back being like, hey, we actually do need a designer. Um, so you'd be like, just like, you'd be surprised like the people who can like actually help like get you connections and stuff, but just like posting stuff for individual players and like, um, like they they are more likely to like retweet or like content creators or like stuff like that are more likely if you like want to get that fast exposure like they're more likely to retweet it than like teams are it is good to design for teams but it is also good to like design for individuals yeah for sure you know just working with creators myself like a lot of them do appreciate having someone just come in and be like hey like i watch your stream i really like it here's like a cool design that i created for you most of the time they'll retweet it or appreciate it a lot, but it's definitely a great way to get exposure. And it's a great way to get experience, you know, find out what people like, what they don't like, and then create it. Um, so really good advice here, Sydney. Thank you so much for your time. And I also wanted to touch base with everyone. It is six o'clock. So I want to thank everyone for hopping in for TSM University's Q&A today. And I want to remind everyone to join the TSMU Discord. It's discord.gg slash TSMU. Thank you so much. I'm your host, Sky, And our host, or you're also a host today, I guess. Yes. <laughs> our, our guest today, Sydney. Thank you so much for your time as well. Thank you, everyone. And everyone have a happy, happy, not Tuesday, but Wednesday <laughs> today. See you, everyone.